Welcome everybody, or should I say welcome back to the Poets Perspective Podcast. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. I'm your host, Justin Patton. Matter of fact, if it's your first time joining us on this episode, then I encourage you to shut this off and go watch the last 20, 21 episodes that we've had already, where I've uh, interviewed a lot of spoken word artists from all around the world. So this will be actually the first episode where it's just going to be me. And I felt like this is an important episode to have at this time as we revamp in the podcast and getting ready to bring it back, coming back from a hiatus. I felt like y'all needed to know about me, which I haven't I haven't given a lot about myself. I mean, if you watch the other episodes, I've I've talked about some of my stories and some of my struggles and, and part of the journey of, of my spoken word artists, but I haven't really given y'all the story of why are you here? Why should we listen to you and listen? I am not, I'm not claiming to be the best. I'm not claiming to be top five DOA, you know, whatever. I'm just here. I'm a spoken word artist. Uh, I take it seriously. And I not only want to uplift my work and what I do, but uplift the whole spoken word community because I felt like, I feel like it is a industry that doesn't get the proper credit that it deserves. So I want to shed light on that. And so, like I said, I am by any means, I am not a gatekeeper. I am not here saying, this is what you need to do to be a poet. Listen, I'm still figuring out the journey myself. And that's what we're going to get into today. I just want to let y'all know a little bit more about me and who I am and and why I want to do this and why it's important for you to tune in to the episodes and how we're going to do this thing going forward. So again, I'm Justin Patton. I started Spoken Word. Oh man, I've been writing poetry my whole life. That's the thing. Um, and, and I can I can take y'all back to when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. I still got poetry books uh, put together with shoestrings on the ends where I just poked a hole in paper and where I turned them in as poetry books. So those are my first poetry books. Uh, but I've been writing poetry from early on in my life. Uh, but I never shared it. I wasn't really introduced to the art of spoken word until Deaf Poetry Jam. And even then... That was on in the early 2000s. I didn't even get hip to it till I was in college at Georgia State around like 2009, 2010. That was the first time I seen people actually performing poetry. And when I say performing, really putting their body into it and really making it a performance, not just like, you know, reading off a page, Rose the Red, Violets the Blue, all that type of stuff. Now, so around about, around that time is... um. Let me see. At around that time, 2009, 2010, that was also a time in my life where I was going through, it's hard for me to call it depression because I don't know. I know people that really suffered from depression and they got to take pills and everything. And maybe that's what I was going through. I don't know. But uh, but it was, it was one of those situations where I felt worthless. I felt like, you know, my life didn't mean anything. Uh, I was having suicidal thoughts and I actually I attempted to commit suicide, but you know, lucky for me, I'm too much of a punk to go through with it. Uh, you know, I was going to drink a couple bottles of cough syrup, but I only got one bottle down. And uh, and yeah, I got too scared to drink the other bottle, but I slept for like a day and a half after that. But anyways, that's a whole nother story. Uh, it was a time in my life where I was really depressed, but I was writing a lot. And I've never really, I've always written poetry, but I never honed my skills. It was always like when I was going through something, I would sit down and write poetry or if I felt really inspired, then I would sit down and, and write a poem or something like that. And just for myself, 
I never shared this with nobody. It was definitely more like just a, like journal entries type of deal. But I always wrote. Uh, so during that time, I was going through something. I was writing a lot. I was writing a lot. And there was a, I invited, there was a girl that stayed across the hall in my apartments. I was living downtown Atlanta at the time. Uh, and this girl stayed across the hall from me. She came over or whatever. And we were just chilling. And she saw some of my writing. And she was like, yo, can I have this poem right here? I can't remember what poem it was. Something about like living in the moment. I don't know. Something I wrote. Maybe it was good. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? But either way, she saw it and was like, yo, this is pretty good right here. You mind if I keep this? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. She was like, I'm going to put it on my wall. I think, you know, it'll help me keep in the mindset of, you know, just staying present, staying in the moment. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. That was the first time somebody else had read my poetry and other than like a teacher or something like that, read my poetry and found some value in it. So I'm like, okay, I didn't think much of it. So uh, fast forward. Uh, a few weeks later, uh, one of my homeboys who I would, I had just transferred to Georgia State at the time and he was a rapper and, uh, and you know, we were cool or whatever. We were just getting cool on campus. He transferred from FAMU. I transferred from TSU. So, you know, we had that HBCU connection or whatever. So we started kicking it. I invited him to my apartment after class one day. We were just hanging out and he was like, yo man, I know you wrote poetry. He saw, like I said, at the time I had like notebooks just laying around i had my stuff all over everywhere i was not only depressed but i was looking like it if you if you walked into my my apartment at the time i looked like somebody who was going through something but anyways he found a couple notebooks of mine and he was like yo man i know you wrote poetry that's what's up and i'm like yeah yeah you know whatever and i still wasn't thinking much of it and so like maybe a couple months later he came to me and was like one of my friends is putting on a, a open mic event tomorrow and everybody that who said they were going to perform bailed on him. So can you come and read some of your poems? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that or whatever. And mind you, at this time, the only time I had seen poetry perform was Deaf Poetry Jam. And wasn't nobody reading. If you go back to those videos, there's a couple people reading. But for the most part, people weren't just reading off pages of poetry. They was up there spitting their heart out, coming off the top of the dome, memorization, whatever. So I'm like, you know. I reluctantly said, okay, I do it because I'd never done it before. But, you know, I felt like felt like it was my time. So uh, the whole next day, I think I wrote a poem while I was at work or something like that and tried to memorize it, whatever. So we get to the night and I, I'm walking on stage. I got on teal pants. I got on one of my homeboys branded t-shirts. I got on a top hat. I'm looking crazy. If you saw me, you'd probably be like, oh, this guy's some type of artist or something. But I was just wearing a super tacky outfit, looking crazy. And so I'm walking on stage and I remember, so the stage was set up kind of like in the front of the room and in the back was a bar. And most people were in the bar, it was like a dance area. Most people weren't concerned what was going on on this little stage or whatever. And so I'm walking on stage and a couple girls who were walking to the bar, they're like, oh, you about to go on stage and perform? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and you know, cute girls, I'm a young man at the time, young stallion. And so, uh, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm about to perform, put my chest out or whatever. And they're like, oh, we got to see this. And so I'm like, okay. So I'm on stage. I introduce myself. I say the first line of the poem. I forget everything. I forget everything. Like I said, I felt like I was, I, I couldn't, I felt like I was too good to read or something. I don't know what I was thinking, guys. But I didn't read the poem. I didn't even have the paper with me. 
uh, I've got on stage and I forgot everything. And I'm up there stumbling and fumbling over my words. I started over like four times. And I think by that time, the two girls had just walked off laughing or whatever. And I think some kind of way, I ended up stumbling and fumbling through the poem, uh, you know, after people gave me a lot of encouragement. Good thing the poetry world is not like the comedy world or it wasn't Night at the Apollo where the Sandman came and kicked me off stage. I was up there for like 15 minutes, you know, giving these people ear beatings of, of me trying to finish this poem. But anyways, I stumbled through the poem. It was a terrible experience. Went back to my car, hit the bottle of Hennessy I had and soaked in my sorrow. And that was me performing spoken word for the first time. And so that was in 2012. And so after that, I didn't get back on stage until 2014. But during that time, I was writing a lot of spoken word pieces. I was writing and I was studying. And matter of fact, uh, my the same friend that put me on that show, um, he was, like I said, he was rapping. So he was around the city doing his thing. And he actually started working with this inter small entertainment company that were putting on like local shows. They were putting on open mics around the city. And so they had the kind of format where like you could perform, but they would give you a certain amount of tickets that you had to go sell or whatever. So he actually got me a job working the door. And so other than Def, well, other than, uh, um, Def Jam Poetry, that was the first time I actually seen poets performing on stage because that was all type of acts. You had rappers, uh, singers, people playing instruments, musicians, and you had a lot of poets. So working the door, I got to see a lot of poets and saw how they do it. Let me see. I saw some people. Uh, I seen Sonny Patterson. I seen Big Fitz was doing his thing at the time. I seen Red Storm. Uh, he was out doing his thing. And I think I seen Georgia Me a couple of times around that time. All very well-known spoken word artists. So I saw them doing their thing and I watched them on a night in, night out basis. And I'm like, okay. And I was continue writing. I didn't have the balls to tell these tell these people that I'm working with that I want to get on stage as well. I feel like they look at me like a, I don't know. I feel like they look at me crazy. Like, Oh, look at the, the doorman thinks he's got talent now, you know, whatever we hold ourselves, or at least me, I'll speak for myself. I hold myself back in so many ways. It's ridiculous. I'm breaking out of it now, but Oh man, back then it was worse. But anyways, so I'm working the door for this entertainment company. And finally I get the balls one day to let them know, Yo, I write poems. I want to go on stage. And she was like, uh, her name was DeSharice. Uh, she's a singer. I think she's still out here doing her thing. Shout out to DeSharice. Crush House Entertainment. And uh, and she was like, you want to get up and spit a poem? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I got something. And she's like, okay. And so uh, uh, one of the nights, so she set me up on one of the Friday nights. And I was one of the first acts to go on. Maybe like 10 people in the crowd or whatever. Uh, most of them was working with us, uh, you know, super, super uh, intro part of the night where people hadn't even started coming in yet. But anyways, I got on stage and I did my thing and I got through my poem and it felt good. Listen, I ain't get no standing ovation or nothing, but I got through my poem, said the words, put a little feeling into it. I'm pretty sure my performance was dry because my performances were dry around that time and I didn't have no experience. But I did my thing. I got through my poem. And I'm like, okay, okay, that felt good. That felt good. I think I can do this. And even uh, the lady who was running the running the joint, Sharice, 
she was like, yo, that was really good. I thought you were about to come with some roses are red, violets are blue type of stuff, but but that was really good. And I'm like, okay. So uh, so after that, I was still working the door, but every now and then she'd be she'd come up to me and be like, you got a piece of spit? And I'm like, yeah, I got a piece of spit. I kept a couple of chambers. I kept a couple of poems in the in the back pocket just in case. Um, well, all I had at the time was about a couple of poems. And uh, and I'd be like, yeah, I spit. So I spit every now and then. And uh, and so, yeah, that, so that was kind of my intro into spoken word. And so fast forward a couple years later, um, you know, I I think that only lasts, me working with Crush House only lasted for like, maybe like a few months or whatever. Somebody got stabbed at one of the shows and we decided we weren't going to go back. I don't know. It's a big, a whole big thing. But uh, but anyway, that's beside the point. Shout out to D. Sharice and, and the whole Crush House and her doing her thing. But uh, so that's kind of how I got started performing. I wasn't good at the time, but but I was getting on stage and I was seeking out open mics because from that opportunity of working the door, I was able kind of to see the open mic world because that was a whole world I didn't even know about. Like I said, I was living downtown Atlanta for at that time, man, almost like three or four years, but I still had no idea this whole independent artist community existed. I didn't know the spoken word community existed for that matter. Ah, a little water to wet the whistle. But yeah, I didn't even know it existed. So around that time, I start getting out more, start writing more, I am start performing more and putting more into it. And I'm seeing how people move. And I'm like, okay, if I call myself an author, if I, my, I want to call myself a writer, uh, an author, a real spoken word artist, then I need to have a book. I need to have something that I can give these people to where I can write. So, so I'm still performing. I'm not that good. My poems were okay at the time, but my performance, oh man, I was dry. I was, you know, I was, I was okay. Actually, what I, the only thing I did have going for me was stage presence. I could get up there and before I got into the poem, I'm talking to the people and, you know, I have a, I'm a, I'm a people person. So I can talk to people. That's one thing about it. So I'm on stage, like making jokes and making people laugh and things like that. And so I decide, okay, if I'm gonna take this serious, then I need to, I need to act like I'm gonna take it serious. So I start getting all my poems together. I start writing more and I start putting a book together, but I'm still really unsure of myself and I'm looking for affirmation from a lot of people. So I'm still performing. I'm still memorizing my poems. At this time, I start performing at Urban Grind uh, Coffee House down in Atlanta, um, which uh, which still exists, which uh, was a sponsor of this podcast early on. Shout out to Urban Grind, man. And if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you check out Urban Grind. But listen, it's not a promo commercial. I just want to shout out Urban Grind for everything that they do to support the artist community. But I started performing at Urban Grind, doing that. And um, and yeah, that was a real nice community. A way, that was somewhere I could go on a weekly basis to hone my skills. And so uh, there was a place, a pretty prominent place people went to perform called Apache. I went there a couple of times. The first time I went there, I signed the list. And listen, that's a place, if, you, if no one knows you, then they might not know you if you don't make yourself known. So I signed the list. Walked to the back of the room, sat there, waited the whole night. The show goes from 8 to 11. The lady finally came back to me at about 10.45 like, oh, I don't think we're going to have time for you. Thanks, lady. I sat here the whole show, but whatever. That's just how it went at that time. But I did end up entering a contest a contest with my homie Masterpiece, who um, 
he had saw one of my spoken word. I put out a spoken word video and he saw it through my same rapper friend. Uh, shout out to Tone. He saw, he saw me through Tone and was like, yo, I want to meet this dude because I got a song that I think his piece would fit, his poem would fit. And so I ended up linking up a masterpiece and I did the poem for him and we put it into the song. And he wanted to go to Apache to perform a song at a contest, like a Apollo type of style where you get booed if you... If you're not good and the crowd cheers or whatever. So we did that. We get there. Of course, I'm super nervous. Three people before me got booed straight off stage. A couple poets and one rapper. So I'm thinking, oh man, this, this could be it for me. My career is about to be over before it even starts. But we get up there. We get into the song. I get into the poem. And when I first start, the room is completely silent. Like the crowd's trying to figure out whether they should start cheering or booing. And then I hit a line in a poem, a punchline. I can't remember what it was. And then somebody got up and started clapping. And then the whole room got up and started clapping. So I'm like, all right, that's a bet. So that gave me a little bit of confirmation. Like, okay, I can do this. And so, uh, and so we didn't win the contest, but I didn't get booed. And that was a win for me. And around this time, it's like, um, it's like 2016. So I've been performing a couple years and I'm getting better. And then uh, I end up, I ended up taking all the poems I wrote. I wrote at the time, uh, probably about 25, 30 poems. And I ended up putting them into a book and I published my first book, Poetry for the Hopefully. And so now I'm performing and I'm going to open mics. Well, I'm going to open mics, but I'm still not even really putting my book out there because I sold it to friends and family. And then after that, I felt stuck like, damn, I don't have nobody else to buy my book. I sold about 100 copies, like I said, to everybody that I knew, all my friends, all my family. And then after that, it was kind of uh, over with for me. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do with this. And so uh, it wasn't until about 2019 where I decided if I'm going to start taking this serious, then I need to establish a business for myself. I need to promote my book. I need to take my book every time I perform. And I need to... I need to get on stage every time because that's one thing about that's one thing about performing as a spoken word artist, as a as a comic, as a any type of performer. There's no substitute for being on stage when it comes to poetry, when it comes to performing, getting better at your craft. You can practice in the mirror all you want, but there is really no substitute for being on stage. So 2019, I decided I'm going hard. I'm getting on every I'm getting on, I'm going to every open mic that I can and I'm going to every show that I can and I'm practicing and, and I'm really putting everything into it because I'm working jobs at the time, but I don't even want to talk about like my career it wasn't going good. Listen, I've been fired more times than you can count. I've been laid off the whole nine. So my mindset was like, if I'm going to do something that I don't like and it's not going to work out for me then I'm going to go for something that I love to do. And at least if that don't work out for me, then at least I went for my dream and I went for something I love. Speaking of dreams, shout out to uh, Aspire. My dreams come true every day. Rocking my tea today. But uh, but anyways, like I said, this ain't no commercial. But shout out to Aspire and the good folks over there. Uh, so yeah, so I'm going hard with it now. And people are starting to notice. I'm starting to... I'm starting to make a little wave in the spoken word community. People are starting to know me now. Uh, I'm getting a couple feature spots. Um, I am 
you know, I got paid a couple times to perform a couple of churches. I went to perform in my hometown in Chattanooga. I'm like, okay, I'm out of town now. Even though, like I said, it's my hometown. But hey, you got to start somewhere. As far as I'm concerned, I was on the road. So I'm starting to make waves and I'm starting to do my thing. And then, uh, matter of fact, Urban Grind, where I was performing weekly to get my skills, to get my skills up. I met with the owner one time. And she was talking about how oh, we just met her in casual conversation. I mean, I didn't meet her for any particular reason. Just happened to talk to her. Shout out to Cassandra and Lauren, awesome people over there. Uh, ended up running into Lauren, who was the the uh, one of the owners. And she was like, um, you know, we're looking for somebody to host or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm your guy. I don't even think I gave her option. I'm like, you, I can host this day. And she was kind of like, all right, we can, we can at least try it out and see what's going to happen. So I did my first show. Listen, the coffee shop isn't big. It probably, at full capacity, it's about 40 people. I maybe had 15 people come in my night. But hey, you got to start somewhere. But as far as I'm concerned, I had my own night at Urban Grind. So I was official. Because that was one of the things, like, as I'm in the spoken word and I'm trying to make my way up in the ranks, I see, like, the next step uh, after, or I want to say more than just being an open micer, I saw that, the really good spoken word artists had their own show. Whether they were hosting somewhere or they had their show, they were hosting. So I'm like, okay, got to get my own show to host. Now, this wasn't just a poetry show. It was, which I wanted. That's what I wanted, just a poetry show. But they had a variety open mic that they wanted me to host. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. At least I start there. So put on my first show. It went well. A few people came through, had some good performance. It wasn't a lot of people, but we had the right people in there. And so this was, at this time, this is... February of 2020 and so it's coming up on the next month and everything COVID shut everything down after that uh, I ended up canceling the next show still unsure what was gonna happen and at this time I'm rolling like I said I had a couple features I got paid um fit, hey I ain't, I'm not saying I was Kevin Hart but I had a, a couple $50 spots that people are paying me to perform a poem or two so as far as me hey I was winning I'm on my I'm well on my way like I said, 2020 came, COVID shut everything down, and I was on a roll. But luckily, I didn't let that stop me uh, because luckily Urban Grind wanted to, they wanted to go virtual, and they were one of the first ones they wanted to do a virtual open mic. And so uh, I'm like, all right, you know, I can host it. And so through doing that, I not only got to connect with spoken word artists from all around the world because we have people tuning in from the UK, from Jamaica, all across the U.S., from California to Hawaii, whatever, we had people tune in from everywhere. So I was connect with I was connecting with these different spoken word artists from all around the world, and even I was reaching out to a lot of the spoken word poets that I'd seen around Atlanta, but didn't necessarily have a rapport with. But now I'm reaching up, reaching to them like, "Yo, I have this virtual open mic. Would you like to come on and feature?" And a feature spot, they come spit a poem or two, and then we'd have a conversation. So now I'm embedding myself deeper in the spoken word community by having these features come on the show and having these conversations with them. And so, uh, and so, yeah, so I'm putting myself in the community and, um, and that was really big for me. That was really big for my, for my poetry career because it allowed me to start making connections with people. It's one thing for, it's one thing for the audience to like you, random audience members, but it's another thing to be, to be 
It's another thing to be respected by your peers. That's a whole different feeling because I can impress somebody with a poem that's never heard poetry, but to impress somebody that does it for real, that's a whole different thing. And so if I can do that, then now I'm making waves. So I'm connecting with these different people. So, um, so fast forward to now to where, you know, things are starting to open back up a little bit, but either way, I'm, I've kind of, like I said, I, I don't want to sit up here and I don't want to come off as like a gatekeeper, gatekeeper of spoken word poetry. I don't want to come off like everything goes through me or like, or that I'm even one of the best out here. I'm just doing my thing. I have my own niche. I got my lane and I ride out my own lane. I'm respected by my peers and that's kind of where I'm at with it. But either way, I say that to say my journey has been, you know, just from stumbling and fumbling through that poem one time so from 2012 fast forward now to 2021 i've just spoken word poetry alone i've i've written a book i've performed across the u.s i performed in hawaii in dc in new york i performed all these different places around the south i've i came out with a book um that's taking me into acting i started taking some acting classes just to get better on stage so that's turned into actually booking tv shows and and lead roles and and things like that and, and i host my own show i host a hosted a couple of shows well i've hosted a few shows but i have my own monthly show that i do people know me in the spoken word community now so i just say that to say i've kind of um i put in the work i'll say that i've put in the work to get to where I am. Like I said, I'm not saying that I'm Kevin Hart right now. I'm not saying that I'm even Georgia Me or Red Storm or Abyss or some of these people that are well known in the spoken word community, but I am Justin Patton. And I do know what I'm good at. And I do know that I've made some waves in this spoken word community thus far. Now, I've only been doing this for real for, you know, since, since 2014 till now. So only about six or seven years, but, and I have a long way to go, but I just want to come on here and let y'all know kind of where I come from, what, not only where I come from, but, but just who I am, who I am as a poet, who I am as a person, who I am as a man, uh, just so, you know, going forward with these episodes, you guys can get to know me, me, you guys can get to know me more and know that. You know, I'm not out here trying to be a gatekeeper or trying to proclaim that I'm the best or whatever. I just want to bring y'all some quality spoken word. I feel like every poet should have a podcast because it's just marketing. And I want to introduce y'all to some of the dope spoken word artists that I know. Because I think when people think of poetry, they think of like roses are red and violets are blue, some boring type of shit. But the spoken word poets that I know... They coming with the heat. They making you laugh. They making you cry. They talking about sex. All in the same poem, maybe. <laughs> you know. They're taking you on a journey through their poetry. And we talking about professional poets. We talking about people that do this for real. And where I am. Because I, I don't even want to sit up here. I want to be 100% transparent with y'all. I don't want to sit up here and act like poetry is all I do. Listen. I make some money from poetry and that's cool. I'm cool with that. Is it paying my rent? 
sometimes. <laughs> is it paying my bills? Sometimes. I still take odd jobs every now and then that have nothing to do with poetry. But like I said, from not only from poetry, from hosting to producing my own shows to putting out videos and now to acting, I've been able to make some more money and generate some income for myself outside of outside of corporate America. And so I'm good with that. That's that's all I ever wanted to do is to be able to to provide for my family from something that I thought of in my brain, from poems. I get to make money from poems and that feels great. But like I said, am I Kevin Hart? Do I have a million dollars? Am I grossing a hundred grand every couple of weeks? Not quite. We not there yet. But the trajectory is looking positive. I'm on the way. So uh, so shout out to all the spoken word artists and uh, everybody on their journeys. It's not easy. And if you want to do this for real, I want to make the poet's perspective right here. I want to make this a resource for you. So you're not only going to get me on here talking shit. Listen, I've given you an ear beating enough today and I'm not sure how it sounds. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it myself. But I appreciate y'all tuning in. But I'm going to be bringing y'all some guests that do do it for real, that do it full time, that, that take this serious. So this is going to be this is going to be a resource for y'all to get on here and see how to better market yourself, how to become a better writer, how to become a better performer through these people that I'm going to bring on as guests. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have some good water right there. Make sure y'all keep the spring water on deck, especially during these times. You know, health is wealth. Health is everything. But that's a whole nother episode in itself. But I want this podcast to be a resource for all spoken word poets around the world. I feel like every poet that takes their craft seriously should have a podcast because it's marketing. This is what we do. And people need to see what we do. Because the thing about poetry is it's growing right now. It's probably more popular than it's ever been. Shout out to Amanda Gorman, who uh, who was on the, on the inauguration, performed a, a poem at the inauguration. Shout out to Brandon Leak, who won America's Got Talent with a poem. He beat out dancers. He beat out singers. He beat out musicians. He beat out all these people with poetry. So right now, poetry is as popular as it's ever been. And I want us to continue grow. I not only want to bring attention to to my work because I think that I bring value in my own right through uh, through my writings and my poetry and my books and my work and whatever. I feel like I bring value. But what I want to do is up uplift the spoken word community and let people know that this is more than just big words that go over your head and you don't know whether it was deep or just made no sense. This is something that we do for real. Poetry is something that's practical. If you write in, it's helping you understand your emotions and understand what we're going through. And, and I hope increasing your own emotional intelligence. And even if you're just taking in poetry, if you're reading it, that's, uh, that's jogging your own creativity. Because I have a theory that if you read something creative, if you practice creativity, work your own creative muscles, then it helps you when you need to be creative and generate ideas then writing something like poetry helps. It's like lifting weights, you know? You're going to be sore the first time, but if you continue working the muscles, then it's going to become like second nature. Same thing with creativity. Keep, keep creating, keep, uh, keep flexing them spoken word. Keep 
flexing the creative muscles, you will be creative. You will be more creative when you need to be. And so that's the idea. And so, uh, so I just want to talk about all things poetry on here. And it was important for me to do this episode because I wanted y'all to know who I am. I wanted y'all to know who you were getting your information from. Like I said, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be top dog. Everything needs to go through me, but I do want to be a resource for spoken word poets to come to and be like, okay, Justin going to give us some information as long as, you know, with, you know, he do his, he do his thing, but he going to give you some information and he going to bring us some awesome gifts through, through his connection and through the people he knows. So that's what we doing, man. That's what the poet's perspective is about to let people understand the world of spoken word poetry. Let people know that it's more than just slams. It's more than just da 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 da. It's more than the same cadence. We real, we raw, we spit hard, we coming with it. It's more than just rapping without a beat. It's more than all that. Spoken word poetry is its own world in itself. And I don't think a lot of people know about it. And I do want to be one of the pioneers who can say that I helped put spoken word poetry on a whole nother level. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing with the podcast. And that's what I'm doing. I appreciate everybody tuning in. That's going to be the episode for today. Uh, the name of this episode is Who Am I? Just to give y'all a, and I just wanted to give y'all an idea of, of who I am, like I said, let you know who you're getting your information from. So if you don't know, now you know. Hopefully uh, y'all come back, check out all the episodes, check out all the conversations that I've had previously. Uh, I do believe you get something out of that. And uh, and stay tuned. We're going to have some episodes coming at you weekly and we're going to continue figuring out our way. Like I said, this is just the first episode. So bear with me, y'all. If you hate it and you turn it off now, then that's fine. I get it. I do the same thing. It's a million and one podcast out there. So I get it. Move on to the next or, or whatever. Do your thing. Everybody, everything ain't for everybody. And I understand that. But if you see some potential and you see some potential value in your life and in your creative endeavors and whatever it is you're doing, stay tuned. We're going to continue growing. We're going to continue bringing on guests. And uh, and I'm going to continue up, uplifting the spoken word community. So that's where we at. That's what we're doing. Appreciate y'all tuning in. That's the episode for today. Peace out, y'all. Catch y'all later.